really? Why do you do this? You pause like you're done. I don't want you to just want to collect what's the go quite so that I can talk about Keep this in. There's nothing. Public shaming. Come on, Brian. There's nothing. There's nothing. You can't have possibly have anything worth anything that about Glenn Murray. No, Unless I don't. I just man. wanted to say Glenn is, Murray. Is, is he, he a mystery, mystery man? man? All right, welcome to the latest edition of the Fantasy Soccer FC podcast. This is David Smith. Scott Weeby, Brian Shesko, ready to go dumpster diving. Oh, man. <laughs> well, that is what good, this, well put, Brian. <laughs> that well is put. what this is going to look like a little bit. Now, we've decided to call an audible. I don't remember what we said in our first episode, but this is going to be 11 through 20. We decided there's, there's enough or little enough to discuss. We're going to condense this whole bottom half of the table. As long as you didn't promise everyone four episodes. I might have. We'll I have will, to wait and see. Yeah, I it's going to be so fun for all of us to find out what we said a mere <laughs> hour ago. We're teasing ourselves to listen to our own pod once it's produced. Oh, yeah, seriously. But this is 11 through 20, and it's actually fitting that we do it this way because these clubs are so tightly condensed in the bottom half of the table. Yeah. I think four points separate, or not, they're all separated by eight points, but no one is more than four points outside the uh, relegation zone. That's amazing. It's As little drama as there's going to be at the top of the table, there's going to be enough at the bottom half of the table. The only question is whether or not the matches that turn out to be relegation six-pointers, and there will be multiple yeah. matches per week, yep. uh, as long as it stays this way. The only question is whether or not those are going to be any fun to watch. Mm. But there's definitely going to be built-in drama, storyline, and narrative to those matches because of how condensed they are. The question that we're going to ask is, are any of these guys on these clubs relevant for fantasy? And the, the answer is going to be yes for some, no for others. And so we're going to dive right in and give those to you. Listen, yep. Scott, this, the, this bottom half of the table uh, fantasy players is littered with bargain bin style guys. Yep. Right? There's going to be a bunch of guys all over the place that only because of their price and the points that they've scored, their points per pound, will make them appealing. In other words, so if you're about to to re-up your wild card or you've been thinking, Brian, that you're going to pull the trigger on that wild card, you just got yep. itchy trigger finger Who's over there. Who's not thinking about it? Everyone's thinking about it. There's going to sure. be some midfielders and some defenders, no strikers, probably no strikers in here, but some midfielders and There's some at least one. defenders <laughs> that will be out there. That that their points per pound will make them appealing to consider if you want to try to save some dough, yep, save yep, some pounds. Yep, absolutely. We'll start with eleventh place Huddersfield. They managed to stay in eleventh place during the festive holiday period, despite only earning three out of a possible twelve points. Those three points came from three different draws: De Poitra and Tom Ince scoring his first goal. Uh, those were your lone goal scorers. Not a lot here. Nope. Schindler and Zonka, points per pound, 14.13. That's pretty high. And then Aaron Moy, which, listen, his price makes him appealing for a lot of fantasy lineups. At a 5.4, his points per pound are 14.25. You're going to get some... That's, that's, that's really good again. Yeah. You're going to get your usual... Uh, newly promoted club results here. You're going to get some magical moments to keep them competitive. I mean, they're 11th. That's yep. a, that's nothing to sneeze at right, for sure. Huddersfield. I predicted them just to go right back down at the yep. start of the season. Just didn't think they had the players, the ability. You know, they wouldn't get the results. You but should they have are, never doubted Wagner. Wagner and his visions. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I. I'm not going to say I'm wrong. There's a lot of season left. <laughs> However. They have been producing enough magical moments where you could occasionally get a big number from yeah. one of the guys that you mentioned. Sure. My question for you, Dave, because I haven't looked it up, uh, Zonka and Schindler. Or 4.6. Low enough that yeah, so, it's doable. So, and again, if you want to spend your money on Alonzo and want to double that up with, okay, if I'm going to spend the money on Alonzo, what's, what's a defender I can grab that's going to be cheap that will kind of offset Alonzo or Azpilicueta's high cost, and then you find – Schindler and Zonka at a fourteen or at both at a four point six. Uh, Huddersfield upcoming schedule is not great. They're they're home to West Ham at Stoke, home to Liverpool at United. Okay, so mm. probably not going to get many clean sheets in those matches. Yeah. So 
I, I would probably. But these are guys. This, these are guys. Sorry to cut you off, Dave. But these are guys yeah. that you are buying to have borderline lineup slash bench. Sure. And you you are you're hoping that they are going to be healthy. They're going to play, and that maybe if they get points, they'll sub in. Sure. And I'm not saying own both of them, but and or w- there's going to be multiple guys in this range, four point six yeah. and or four point seven and lower. I usually want an elite. I got five defenders on my team. I'm not wait. Tr- you do? Well, what five? Hold everyone, five everyone in the league has five defenders on their team. Oh, just in our league only. So there's nothing special about your team. Okay. No, no, there's nothing special. But bottom line is this: who? No one out there. I well, there could be people out there that are trying to load up and spend a ton of money in defense. Yeah, that could it. do that's it. That's a strategy. You that could, could do it. You could do it. You'd be the only one doing it, but you could do it. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, if you had Aspilicueta and and uh, Alonzo, it's not and Otamendi. No, yeah. And, and, yeah, good good point. Bottom line is, chances are you're probably going to have at least one defender you don't want to spend a lot of money on. These two guys are in consideration for that. I would not do it over the next four weeks, as their schedule is not very kind. Brighton moved up from 13th to 12th. You don't even say Laurent Duapatra's name other than just to mention that he has a name. Oh, so see the striker that you wanted to talk about in this episode? Well, just that, I mean... It was supposed to be Steve Mounier. I know, that's true. But Duapatra's been, he's been, well, really he had three good weeks in a row. Chelsea, Watford, Southampton in week 17, 18, 19. He scored 27 points in three weeks. That made his price go from 5.2 back up to 5.5 where it was uh, uh, at the beginning of when he first joined the Fantasy Premier League team availability. 5.5 is not an unattractive price. No. It's extremely cheap. When he's out there, when he's played, he's he's as much of a goal threat as almost anybody else is that's really cheap. You want to find a cheap guy? He's one of those guys that could easily be one of the cheapest of the cheap. There is one cheaper that I would say is if you want to go cheap, you might as well go the cheapest you possibly can. We don't have to talk about him right now. Okay, let me ask you a question. Uh, for someone who still owns Dominic Calvert-Lewin as a third striker, discount third forward, yep. would you own Depatra, Calvert-Lewin, or this mystery third forward? Um, at this point now, as long as I knew I could put it, I guess it would depend on who your third striker is now and and how much money you were getting by selling that third striker and where you were going to put the money. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yes. There are multiple moving parts here. Okay. It's like a watch. Okay, but can you answer my question? <laughs> if it was me, uh-huh, and I would want to spend the money elsewhere, okay. I would just I might as well just go for the cheapest third guy, the mystery, the mystery guy. All right. Well, wow. We'll, we'll see who that is then. Yeah. All right. Can I go to the next club now, Brian? Yeah. Do you okay. want to talk about Aaron Moy? No, it's just well, we did a little. We mentioned him. That's, He's nice. He seems like a cool dude. I don't know. I like his haircut. His bald head scares me. Oh come on. Uh, Brighton don't, moved don't, up. Don't bald shame on this. <laughs> no bald shaming here. Well, one of us is bald, and a That's second it. of us is going bald. So uh, you know, hey. Brighton moved from 13th to 12th, 5 out of a possible 12 points. They defeated Watford, Pascal Gross scoring in that one. Uh, they drew with Newcastle, nil-nil, and then uh, they also drew with Bournemouth. Knockart and Murray scoring in that one. So kind of the big hitters you'd expect scoring the goals during the festive holiday period. Pascal Grob. Oh, yep. Gross to everyone else, but to me, Grob. 17.11. Yeah. Points per pound. He went through a stretch. He has been cold yeah, the last five yep. weeks. Yeah, minus the gold. But holy smokes! I sold him. Holy smokes! I sold him and and kept Richarlison. That How is dumb! High. There's a reason why I've fallen from first to third in our <laughs> league, Dave, and fell out of the uh, EF uh, the FPL Cup. It's because I sold Gross and kept Richarlison. I'm not sure either one's worth it at this. Pascal well, Gross for the season. For the season. 22 matches played. He's been, he's appeared in all 22. Yeah. 4.59 points per match. Man, I thought it'd be a little bit higher than that. You think it would be? I imagine if you took his matches, say, through week, I don't know, 15 or 16, something like Much that. Much higher. Probably higher. Yeah. He's been rotated twice. Uh, so through week 16, he didn't play less than 62 minutes. No fewer than 62 minutes through the first 16 matches of the season. 12 minutes against Spurs, 17 minutes against Chelsea. So that's twice he's been rested a bit. 
Here's my thing with Pascal Gross. Would you guys like me to read to you where all of his attacking returns have come from? Yeah, that'd be interesting. Tell me if there if you notice anything about this. Are you ready? Uh, I'm Pascal waiting. Gross has brought you points in his attack versus West Bromwich Albion, Bournemouth, the Ronald Koeman era Everton, West Ham, Southampton, Stoke, Watford. Everyone that we're discussing currently. <laughs> the bottom only half. bottom half, right? The yeah. only the best thing as far as like just pure for I guess for what you would say is the quality of attacking returns is that he somehow managed to earn all three bonus points when that when Brighton played Manchester United. Wow, that's interesting. So the big giant if with gross is who can are he, they playing? Can he get any sort of attacking return against anyone that isn't terrible. Yeah. Now, all that being said, Brian, through upcoming schedule is favorable. At West Brom. Overall is favorable. At West Brom, <laughs> which he liked to score against, Chelsea, but then at Southampton, West Ham, at Stoke. All the teams you named that he scored against, he's playing yeah. upcoming. That is an important statistical not I, anomaly. I just think that's Very something that's it's something that's worth looking at, especially for a guy who still is less than six dollars. I would also reference this. There's two defenders there, Duffy and Bruno, uh-huh. who are in the same area as Schindler and Zonka, yeah. except Bruno and Duffy have favorable schedules going forward, I where had the other sh- two don't. So, in other words. But they're all at 4.5 or 4.6. So buy Bruno Duffy now and then sell him for Zonka and Schindler in a month. Yeah, sure. So okay. Or something, or one of those guys. But yeah, something similar to that. Yeah, not both. Sure. Yeah. Um, we, talked about, we talked about Shane Duffy before. Uh, guys, you might remember in a, in a fun game that we called attacking threat. Um, wait, wait, we oh, didn't yeah. call it anything. Um, it was threat so, level midnight. He was no, high. No, that's not it either. <laughs> I would just like to point out again. You've owned him, right? I did own him. Yeah. I sold him because uh, because he was. Uh, did he get suspended? I think I sold him the week he got. I think he got suspended, uh, and so I needed. But I needed somebody else. I feel like I had multiple injuries. That's neither here nor there. Shane Duffy is number four on the fantasy Premier League's. Threat level midnight. He is fourth with a score with a threat level of two hundred and ninety two for defenders. He is behind Marcus Alonso, Hector Bellerin, and our boy, R.I.P. Your playing time, Kolasinac. Wow, wow, it's a high. And Lewis threat. Dunk is right behind Duffy in fifth place. That's interesting. Goal threat with those guys is, has never been. I mean. That just is entirely where they are, where they're hitting the ball, or are they getting right. close to the net. That's it. Yeah. So it hasn't turned into attacking points, whatever. But your point, Dave, the point is they're not expensive, and it's a guy that's definitely worth having as one of your defenders. Why wouldn't you do it? I think I would like to go back to him at some point soon. The club who made the biggest move up the table uh, during the festive holiday period, not that that's saying much since they're still in the bottom half, what about was Glenn? Newcastle. Wait, what about Glenn Murray? Why? Why do you do this? You pause like you're done. I wanted you, but I just wanted to collect with a question. Keep this in. The, there's nothing. Public shaming. Come on, the, Brian. There's nothing. Listen, uh, there's nothing. You can't have possibly have anything worth anything that about Glenn Murray. No, Unless I don't. I just man. wanted to say Glenn is, Murray. Is, is he, he the mystery, mystery man? man? No, he is not. So the then, move man. on. All right. He is not the mystery man. I just wanted to remind everyone that Glenn Murray was uh, was a consideration, and he's still five point seven. I don't know if you own him or not, and if you do, I guess congrats. I do currently scored against Bournemouth. I do currently own him as part of my all thirty-something team. Oh, Oh, good. The club who made the biggest move up the table, as I've already said, (laughs) was Newcastle, moving from eighteenth to thirteenth on the back of two wins during the festive holiday period. Yep, Uh, four goals scored. Probably by guys none of us own, although one of them, Christian Atsu, you did mention earlier. Yeah, I do. I would like to bring up Christian Atsu only in only in the fact that he's ridiculously cheap. So 
It's at one a four, at four point eight billion dollars. Yes, and so I know one thing that I remember about him earlier in the season uh, was that there he was supposedly playing through whatever knee issue he was having somewhere around the second international break, but it sure doesn't look like he's experiencing much pain or discomfort whenever he's out there. That dude's ridiculous fast. He is, man. He's and the question is, when they played, when they were like inch close against Manchester City, he didn't play. And so there was a ton of question about why Rafa Benitez did not play Atsu. And he made the claim that he felt like that was the best team that to go out there to try to beat City. And it's just like, no, this no guy's way. been like the difference maker in attack he, he is for them. He maker. is ridiculous. He, he's got to scare defenses. He is so fa- he's It's like Salah, right? They're so fast, and Mane for that matter, that they literally like are terrified of this. Um, we talked about Mark Albrighton last time. Mark Albrighton, we said, three 3.59 points per match over the course of the 22 matches of the season. He's played you know, all of them. Christian Atsu, 3.5 points per match in the 18 that he has played. Uh, Aaron Moy is also at three and a half. So just by just so yes. just so you can see, just as like a and yeah. I would say that that is that is as much a reflection on the clubs they play for as it is like the fact that they can get to that number, considering who they're playing for, is, is significant. It's it's good. It's it's yeah, a positive. That's not yeah. That is I, to me. You look at that and you just say like that's that's more than a clean sheet for a midfielder. Yeah. Over the course of the season, and so you, yeah, of course it's not. You know, it's not Coutinho or Raheem Sterling. Fourth or fifth midfielder, defender numbers. It's more than three. So I don't feel bad about having Krishnatsu as a fifth. How how, how about Jamal Lascelles coming back? Listen, I know you guys laugh your heads off whenever I said Paul Dummett. It's on right now. (laughs) The FPL show mentioned like a bunch of the cheap guys that are out there, and Paul Dummett. 4.2. Uh, 4.2. He's still 4.2, and it's awesome. his left back position to have. It's his position. 4.2. Brian, should I make anything from him only playing eight minutes against Stoke? Yes, the, he the, got he got rested. The two the two prior matches he played. Yeah, but Dummett did not play against Stoke. He subbed on. He played those last seven or eight minutes to solidify their loss. The same. Well, <laughs> I'm just saying. Sure, this is a guy who has a role on a team, and he is ridiculously cheap. Four point. That's all. I'm not. And I'm not telling you run out and buy him and expect gigantic things. I'm saying he's four point two, and yeah. he has a role on a team. Brian, would you rather own uh, Ogbonna or Dummett? Ogbonna at a four point four. Mm. In other words, I'm trying to you know I'm trying to find guys. It depends close. on what I needed. I mean, if I needed that extra point too, because that's significant. It could be the difference between one right, guy so and another. So if they're the I'm same price, if they're the same price, which guy do you favor? I, w- I mean, I would it probably, probably would depend w- on schedule, and I don't have. Both I would probably favor Ogbonna in the sense that we he's he is us he is a a a bit more what we've seen so far of a goal scoring threat on corners or set pieces, right? right. Okay, so. It's it's the difference between a guy that's going to get forward, you know, just as a as a you know more as a, a winger than somebody who's going to be up there on set pieces to try to get and you know, I, a header in the box. Or I might be delusional, but I think West Ham has a higher ceiling than Newcastle. No, I agree. Even I agree. though they're below them in the table. Right what now. about John Joe oh. Kenny? What about John Joe Kenny and du- against Dummett? Well, I don't know. Everton's. I currently have John Joe Kenny, and I don't plan to sell him. No, the, yeah, that's the thing. I, the, to me, you're not you're not selling a four point four dollar guy to get a four point two dollar guy. It's the are, are you selling, you know, are you selling a five dollar guy to to make okay. up like point eight or something like that? You know, are you selling somebody who gets injured? And I don't think you're going to sell like if you had Antonio Valencia for whatever reason, and you you kept him this whole time. Uh, yeah, you could if you wanted to. If you wanted to get two dollars really quick, yeah, go buy one of these like less than four and a half dollar guys and get a whole ton of money. You know, all yeah. of a sudden, I'm just yep. saying. Sure. Crystal Palace stayed in 14th place during the festive holiday period. Uh, the one guy who stands out on the goal scoring sheet, Luka Milivojevic, he what? put two Wait. in. What happened to Matt Ritchie? 
I'm just kidding. I'm Francesco. just kidding. I'm oh, just joking. Let's talk about Crystal oh Palace. Luke Milivojevic scoring two, one from the penalty spot uh, during these four matches. Should have been three. Can we say should have been oh, three? Oh, yes. Definitely could have yes, been three. definitely. That would have been the match of the festive holiday, or not the match, the goal of the festive holiday period had he put it in, too. Of course, talking about his missed PK against Manchester City. Unbelievable. Late, late, late in that match. Unbelievable. Yes. That might have undone some of the positive that he might, could have done for your fantasy lineup because obviously yeah. that's negative points. Listen, we can go back to the summer and talk about how Luka Milivojevic was a ridiculously cheap midfield option, and we knew, one, that the Palace fans were high on him, that he had a role in midfield, and one of those roles was free kicks and penalties. That hasn't changed. As long as Benteke the bully is not out there. Right, wow, that's no for sure. Kidding, right? It just didn't happen. Like that. What their their start of the season was such a it was such a disaster between De Boer and Zaha getting injured and everything about everything prior to Roy Hodgson showing up. I feel like is out the window. Now you see kind of. Who's who matters, and I feel like it's there's three midfield guys because okay. I would include Andros in there. Andros Townsend he scored one. So surprising, his his kind of rise recently. Andros Townsend. Yeah. Well, I mean, look, yeah. he's a player that we've loved before, right? Mm-hmm. And we expected bigger things. In fact, we were kind of on him earlier in the season. Like uh, Townsend, you can decide to yeah. start what's playing. Going on here? You know what's going on? Yeah. He recently he's kind of been surging. Yeah. Well, and I attribute this to Roy Hodgson. Roy Hodgson was never better as a manager than when he was at Fulham. And I would say, obviously, these are two different clubs, but you know, kind of in the Similar, same sure. level, same yeah, tier agree. of English football altogether. And so I'm not surprised. You know, in hindsight, you know, people teased uh, Crystal Palace and Roy Hodgson. You know, when the decision was made to make him the manager because of his age and kind of how he comes across sometimes and yeah. and his recent recent results as manager not great but he was over his head there's something to be said for guys like Roy Hodgson this is not a college football podcast american football podcast however sure. there are three types of college football coaches there's your championship level coaches the guys who who are coaching at the big high profile schools who are winning conferences and playing for the potential for national championships every year. That's a small field of coaches, but there is that level, right? We know who they are. We know them by name. Then you have your maintenance-level coaches, coaches who can take bad teams, teams who pro- you know, have, have primarily not been good, and can get them to bowl games. They can get them to 500. They can sure. win games. And every once in a while, they win eight or nine or ten games, too, when they you know, have the uh, the right mixture of, of guys. Then you have the biggest level of coaches, which is your bad coaches. Now, Roy Hodgson is one of those maintenance coaches. He's not good enough to coach at a high top flight, like one of the top six clubs. Right. Yeah. And he's definitely not good enough to coach at the England at the international level. But he can take something like Fulham and make them great. Don't forget, they were a they were sixth and seventh in the Premier League on a regular basis when he was there, and they were in the Europa League final. Yeah, that's and impressive. And then that record was good enough. He went to Liverpool, didn't work out. Went yeah. to England, didn't work. He kept falling yeah. upwards, yeah. and and it wasn't good. And then he finally fell down. Now he's back where he should be, mm-hmm. and that's why guys on Crystal Palace yeah. are worthy of owning in your fantasy lineup. Yeah, I I the numbers on Zaha, who. Obviously, Palace's most important single player. He's only at around four. That's what I was going to say. Uh, uh, there's I have no sold. one. There's no one that's more consistent at getting you a seven yeah. when he's out there than Zaha right now. I feel like he's a threat every match to fall down easily in the box and maybe draw a penalty. This he's going to score every once in a while, and he's obviously a good. He's a, he is capable. Of those last second like heroic distributions to a to a late equalizer, I feel like that's like the uh, he he is one of those guys that's going to do that. I feel like consistently. The thing about him, though, I mean, you're not going to get a guy who's who's going to play 90 minutes more often than him. True. So, well, 
his his points in the season are sixty three. Millie yeah. Vanillis is a sixty one. Right. You mean Luka Milivojevic? Yes. Just Lu- to be clear, Luka Milivojevic. For Girl, he, you know it's true. Sixty one points. Four point six is his value. Yeah. Zaha's is a six point nine, and yeah. he's only two points more. I points sold Zaha p- to get money. Yeah. Elsewhere. Yeah. yeah. I, well, no, I and, and just I mean Zaha's played. You know, it's a total of sixteen matches. So I mean, he's he hasn't played as much. I mean, the injury was really bad for him. Yeah. I mean, I would say compared to say Andros, who's played every match, uh, no fewer than sixty-six minutes since week one. He's played the full ninety in sixteen of the of the twenty-two matches. Andros has thirty points in his last five total. So Andros has come on a bit, yeah, in the last five matches. Yeah. And for a guy who's you know, you know, he he's the same. You know, it's a dollar cheaper. Uh, you know, I feel like that's a guy. Again, I feel like all of this is talking about: Do you want a fifth? Do you want a fifth midfielder? Are you looking around to save some money, a or budget to, or to go from like? Do you have Pascal Gross? Do you want to make some money? Do you have Richarlison? You want to make some money? Guys like Milivojevic, at where four, you know you got yes. up four point six, or Townsend at five point six. You know, I said we're, we have we mentioned Loftus Cheek. I don't know what to even say about that guy. Yeah. He's just like absent for the past two matches with you know a few weeks ago it was i think he he's just going to get rested i mean it was there was no apparent injury it just looked like it was a either a tactical change just a, a shift in, in formation that that left uh loftus cheek out and then he disappears again and so it's like now i think everybody's getting a little bit nervous and he's you know his sales are you know his sales are definitely up when you miss two in a row so or i mean his sales are down is what i'm saying so I don't know. I don't even know what to say about him, really. West Ham remained in 15th during the festive holiday period, scoring five out of a possible 12 points. They scored eight goals in their fir- in their four matches. Marco scoring three of them in the first Marco two. Marco Arnautovic coming on strong, Brian. Your boy. Yep. His last five matches, 9-7, 5 then a zero. He not, did not, he not, did not many, play against Spurs. Not many things more disappointing than, I think, for a lot of people who bought Marco for the double game week than that he didn't play against Spurs. That double game but, week was an illusion because yeah, none, really of your, wasn't a double yeah, game none of your week Spurs oh or Hammers played both matches significantly. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, they just didn't, and no one got the points. Only, I think, Son no, was, like the best, super, was the best scoring of all of them. super annoying is I had... Ogbonna for West Ham well, and Adrian playing in the double game week. Yeah. Well, thinking, and then Sun kills me with that 81st, 84th minute goal. Yeah. And they end up getting a draw. He literally stole about 10 fantasy well, points from me. I'll say West Ham, the thing that I think everyone was hoping for is that they were not going to concede against West Brom. Yeah, and, not, some, and somehow did. So yes. the match where you had the best potential for a clean sheet went out the window with West Brom and then and then the fool's gold of, you know, they, they ended up losing, you know, losing the clean sheet against Spurs. Marko Arnautovic, David. Yes. For the season, 3.47 points per match. Right. He's played 17 matches. The beginning of the season also a roller coaster for him. Yeah. It could not find form, could, you know, was obviously frustrated with everything. Since week 16, Dave, as yes. you pointed out, 46 points Amazing. since week 16. You know what that is per match? Like since se- week 16? 7.67. Seven. Seven. Yeah. Yep. I don't know if you remember from a couple podcasts ago tonight <laughs> whenever we were talking about this, Jesse Lingard, who's absolutely on scorching fire right yep. now, is at 7.78. Son, who is on absolutely scorching fire right now, is at 7.75. Yeah. Marko Arnautovic is at 7.67 since week 16. Man. And he is, uh, to me, you want to talk about a steal for $7, less than $7? Find another guy that's in that range that you would say has the potential to, to keep this up. And Marco has, I think, is finding a bit of a chip on his shoulder because of uh, the things everyone was saying, and I feel like he he does have a little bit of things to a uh, little bit of stuff to prove. 
especially for the price tag being a record signing, stuff like that for West Ham. There's no doubt that he has caught fire, and good for him. Because and I love to see West Ham do better than they have done. I think they got a lot of good players. My question, fantasy wise, though, let's say he ends up in an odd price spot. Like, would you rather own Lingard at a, at a six billion dollars or Arnautovic at a seven? I mean, it's a whole pound less. I have and I have both. Well, and the good that well, and there you go. That's an excellent answer. Um, I especially if I form, had to, especially if, form wise. If I had to pick one or the other, I think you'd have to say you'd take Lingard, just because of the because of the price difference. Right. However. Uh, I don't. I mean, I, what I'm saying is, I think, I think it's been pretty obvious. West Ham had had, uh, they had some, uh, they had some improving to do. The other thing I'll say is that between now and uh, the beginning of March, will you really like West Ham's schedule? Um, okay. And so West Ham have, you know, West Ham have a really favorable. They definitely have a, a favorable next five. Huddersfield, Bournemouth, Palace, Brighton, Watford. Yep. So you have five in a row where I'd say that is a really, really good schedule. Yeah, and I like Adrian and Ogbana in those in those spots. Ogbana being one of the more – he's 4.5. He's one of the cheapest. Yeah, he and Masuaku are the two cheap ways. And Masuaku is playing way, way up. Yes. Masuaku is not playing you – know, we talked about him a couple weeks ago. He is not playing – uh, as a defender, he is playing definitely. You know, he's as definitely a midfielder, as, pretty as, much. Yes, uh, and way more advanced. I think you kind of ignore every other person on this team. Cresswell, what about Cresswell, Brian? I feel like you're for a five, boy for five dollars. He's been really good. Like, look at his his score has been very good. He he because he's because he's on corners because he is because he was getting some of the assists even in matches where they conceded. He still ended up with. You know, with three and four points. He yeah. scored seven in the first match of the double game week. Mm-hmm. So the fact that he didn't play against Spurs was okay with me because I still got a yeah. seven from him. Yeah, and he's and and he seems to be way more of a bonus point magnet yes. than some of the other guys just because of because of the way he him plays. getting forward and crosses yeah. and but in light of all the four point somethings we've discussed, a defender five is a lot. Yeah, that's five. what I mean. That's that's what's tough about Aaron Cresswell is that for five he's five dollars. So I feel like you can you know you you're not counting on clean sheets from him, and I really don't know how much you're going to count on him getting an assist all the time. So yeah. that's the tough thing with him. His but points, but, but he, we, I love Aaron Cresswell still. Points per pound, he's the highest score at thirteen point three. Is decent. Um, so there's value. I say that because there's value there. Yeah, hey, remember surprising. when Chicharito played for West Ham? Oh, that was it. awesome. Stop it. <laughs> Never was awesome. <laughs> Bournemouth stayed 16th in the table during the festive holiday period, also scoring five out of a possible 12 points. Callum Wilson put in a couple during this period, although one might have been with his arm. Yeah. Uh, Matt Fraser had a brace against Everton. Ryan. Ryan Matt Fraser. <coughs> Brian? I'll call him what I want to call Ryan, him. Ryan Matt Fraser. I like that. Uh Callum Who is Wilson. Matt Fraser. Matt Fraser? I think Matt I think he played I think he was on Friends, wasn't he? I don't think so. Hey, go ahead. The only guy that I can really think of for Bournemouth really worth discussing. Maybe maybe two other guys. Is uh Scott, I believe he was in the top of the bargain bin. Uh, sermon one yeah. Andrew Sermon. Four yeah, I points, bought him after four that segment. Four point seven billion dollars. I bought him after that segment. I have not put him in my lineup yet, and he has not produced on the bench. He's been he's gone through a period of injury. A little yes, bit. that's for well, sure. So this is this was going to be my point. He has not played in the last three matches, and is still fourteen point zero four points per pound. That's still really good. I mean, his point total. Would be even higher, obviously, if it hadn't been uh, out. I'm just saying, 4.7, 66 points on the season. Man, that's that's pretty good. For, for what it's worth, Sermon is is by by team news injury free. So I assume we we see Sermon back on the field again. Now that the matches are a little bit more normal yes. paced here. Um, 
I really wish Josh King could stay healthy because I feel like it helps their overall attack a lot. Yeah, and I wish Junior Stanislaus could stay healthy. Listen. That's like wishing Daniel Sturridge to stay healthy. Or Aaron Ramsey. Yeah, I I wish he could. (laughs) Right back at you, Dave. Last (laughs) season, he did all season. It's this season. It's just not been not been great for him. Listen, I mean, Ake and Daniels—they worth discussing. No, I no, had I Daniels in so. my lineup. I sold him. I don't think you want. I don't think you want those guys for. The only thing you could possibly do is you buy them and hope, and you just play them no matter what. I, I did that. I and just it feel didn't like there's out. better yeah. options. I, that's the only thing I can think of with yeah. them is that you just say like. At some point, they're going to do something, well, the and question, maybe you hope that that's a good something. No, but the question is, will Bournemouth be in a relegation battle, or will they turn things around? And everyone kind of has this optimistic view of Bournemouth because they're plucky little Bournemouth. Yeah, yeah. sure. But is that realistic, well, or is, are they fighting for their lives? Here, Listen, here's my, my one. The thing with Callum Wilson, and the reason why I, I, I like Callum Wilson as that third striker option is because— Is he your mystery man? No, he's not. Oh, okay. Wow, this is a big tease. He's played 12 matches. He's at 3.75 points per match. Not not the worst thing you're going to get for a $5.7 striker. His first start was against Newcastle in week 11. So, I mean, since I mean, the first thing he did was score a hat trick basically when he came out. Other than not playing against Liverpool, he's played, you know, he, that's the one you know, he's rested against Liverpool. Jermaine Defoe has a fractured ankle. Jermaine Defoe is not playing again until at least the end of February. Who else do they have if Josh King is injured? And they've been playing together. Josh King is not playing as a center forward. He's playing behind whoever the striker is who has been Callum Wilson. The only other guy is Benek Afobi. That is it. And it's and not a big him. rotation thing. Afobi's more of the off-the-bench guy at 65 or 70 minutes or whatever it is. Yeah. So it's the one thing with Callum Wilson that at least until Jermaine Defoe is back and playing again, they don't really have anyone else. That's one of the one of the things about Callum Wilson, I would say. Hey, and if they let, let him keep putting him in off his arm, that's, yeah. all, the, that's all the better. That's yeah. <laughs> all right, the big losers in the festive holiday period, Southampton. They are the third of the clubs that we have to discuss that only earned two points during the festive holiday period. Um, Not good. They fell from 12th to 17th in the first match of during this, during this holiday period, Charlie Austin earned a three match ban. He's out hurt anyway. Um, And it has not been good since. Listen, I don't mean to be, I don't mean this to sound mean, but Southampton is the stupidest team in the world. <laughs> in the world. In the world, Brian? This is this I think Southampton is the single most annoying team ever. I hate them. <laughs> I don't want them to be good. <laughs> but they have too many good players to suck this bad. Yes. Yeah. This is stupid. Yeah. And it's stupid that they are so stupid. Interesting. I know that Charlie Austin being hurt doesn't help them, but was he lighting up everybody's teams whenever he was out there? He had four weeks. There were four weeks where you said, oh, maybe I'll think about Charlie Austin. It was when he had 13 against Everton, followed up that amazing performance with seven minutes and one point against Manchester City and then scored back-to-back games against Bournemouth and Arsenal. So you had four weeks there where it was like, holy cow, maybe this is good. He ended up scoring one more time against Huddersfield and then he got hurt and now he's out for a long time. He will not be back even by the fantasy Premier League's estimation until the beginning of March. So you buying Gabbiadini? No. You buying Shane Long? No. No. You buying Dusan Tadic? Not a chance. You buying Shane Nathan Redmond? Not a chance. Nope. You're not buying any of these people. Not one person. But we should. They all should be options at some level. And for some you reason, wish. because South You wish they were. Hampton is stupid, Brian. We don't know why. None of these guys are options. And I don't think there's anyone on the team, not even Yoshida at this point. I was gonna say that I want any part of. Maybe. 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 Because Van Dyke is gone. You could maybe think about Wesley Hoot or Maya Yoshida. Maybe. At the most, 
Maybe. And we you know discussed, who you can't even... You Brian, know, we have discussed too many guys over the course of these podcast episodes this week to have any I reason agree. to buy one of those I guys. Do you know who you could have counted on only? Fraser Forster. And what did Fraser Forster do the last two weeks? Sat on the bench because they let their backup goalkeeper, Alex McCarthy, play. Yeah, because Fraser Forster's not been great. He's... Eh, never mind. We it's should move it. on. Why yes. did we even Absolutely. stop on these guys? All right. It so just now, made me mad. We're in the bottom three. Stoke fell from 17th to 18th during the holiday period, earning four out of a possible 12 points. Ramadan scored in the first each each of the first two matches during this period, uh, but unfortunately not enough went well, and after this shock exit from the FA Cup, Mark Hughes has been sacked. As of the time of this recording, no official replacement. When we talked about Everton, why didn't we mention that Ross Barkley went to Chelsea? Because Ross Barkley has been entirely off the radar, and I'm honestly, I feel like Ross Barkley has more likelihood to be the next Danny Drinkwater for Chelsea than he does the Eden, next Eden Hazard or yeah. William. No, there's no doubt about that. Scott, do you feel like we should take a, like a minute for you to remember all of the good times you and Mark Hughes have had on this podcast <laughs> together? I feel like this is a really this should be a really tender moment. I like that for you yeah. because this is a big deal. Yeah. Well. For um, play some music under this. Thing. Yeah, sure. All Tender I can run. say is, it was time for one of the biggest <laughs> Premier League to go. Okay, <laughs> that's not as the type of tenderness I was looking for, but sure, he's I'm not a sure, nice person, and I'm, I'm okay that he's gone. I'm sure there are all of our listeners will be happy with your sentiment. Also, I've never once personally met Mark Hughes. I just need to put that out there. Yeah, sure. Uh, look the. Nothing's changed here uh, with Stoke. The only interesting thing is, and I'm only going to mention it just because I picked him up, I actually found a, a, a defender that's been playing a recent at a 4.0, and this is some guy named Edwards, and I don't know who he is, what? but some guy named Edwards I actually have in my fantasy lineup. Just want to throw that out there. You and your fifth defender that my you fifth, must play. My strategy. fifth Thomas seller Edwards. defender. Nothing. I feel like the only thing worse than owning a Watford defender is owning a Stoke sure. defender. Do you hey, still own Shupo Moding, Brian? That's what I, I wanted you to You know what? Think. I've never owned Shupo Moding. Oh, really? But I do. I, and I honestly, in the in the the even in the budget league, I never owned Shakiri, who uh, has definitely dropped off. Oh, yeah, I, owned, I picked him up just in time for him to drop off. Um, Shupo Moding. Look, points per pound. I know what you're going to do here, Dave, and I have something to tie in with you here. Yeah, points per pound, fourteen point eight one. It's very, it's a very high number. Yep. He scored in their one win uh, during the holidays. So over West Brom. So even with, I feel like Shakiri went through that. I mean, he was, he was a bit. Uh, he was, he was uh, on fire. He was a, he was a very good <laughs> own there for a minute. Even with his, even with his big performance in the time where he was doing very well. For 20 matches that he's played, he's still only at 4.05 points per match. And those all came early, not lately. It was in that big stretch where he was doing really great. He's yep. had no attacking returns since week 15 against Swansea. He's played... The really disturbing thing about this is that he's in the last three. It's 64 minutes, zero minutes, and 56 minutes yeah. in the last three weeks. Is that Mark Hughes' fault? Is that is that him shutting down... A bit. I think they quit on him. I think they knew it was imminent that he was going to be fired. And, and you just, what you tend to see when a manager is on his way out and not yet out, those results that they just tend to go that direction yeah. to help that decision be made. You saw that happen here. The only reason why I might keep Shakiri for a little bit is to see if he'll benefit from the yeah. new manager bump. Now, so, and the, so Dave, to your other point here with Shupo Moding. For as up and down as Shupo Moding has been over the course of the season, he's at 3.81 points per match. So it's not that big of a difference between Shupo Moding and Shakiri. Right. And I feel like if you, just thinking of it, you would say, oh no, Shakiri's had the better season so far. And it's, look at the points. Shakiri has 81 scored. points and 80 points. I mean, yeah. it's, and, and Shupo Moding is, is 5.6 cheaper. Yep. So yep. I feel like, there's still, you know, you we know where Shupo Moding is playing. He is basically a striker for them. So I still don't mind the. Like I said like this is a this is a perfect fifth midfielder option guy. Brian, um, is is your mystery man on this team? 
not. You wanted it to be Peter Crouch, didn't you? I did. Peter Crouch, he could be your guy. He's going to play. He's going to come off the bench, and he's going to have the same kind of... He's a 4.9. We don't know who's picking the lineup right now. Well, uh, yes, I should say, if Mark Hughes was still had anything to say about it, you had the chance of seeing Peter Crouch come off the bench, and I feel like he's just as good of an option as Steve Mounier, Colin Coiner. Thanks. Any of those guys? <laughs> why, why, we are really dragging if we're dirt. We're all right, all right. West Brom stayed 19th. They're the fourth worst club in this festive holiday period, only earning two points. Two draws at home, Everton at home, Arsenal. You had a couple. They scored three goals in these four matches. There's really just You not know what much the one here. thing, the only thing I feel like you need to know about West Brom, then we can move on, is. The top scoring midfielder for West Bromwich Albion is Jake Livermore. That's really yeah. amazing. I mean, there. This is. I know. I said that. I know. I'm not trying to be mean here. Southampton is the stupidest team in the world, but I think West Brom might be the stupidest team in the whole world. <laughs> it is Ben Foster only. A lot of people still own Ahmed Hagazi. I was gonna say. A Hag- lot. Hagazi and Scott, you're gonna love it, but his points per pound. Yeah, take out the first month. Fourteen point six. Take out the first month, and it's He's nowhere near. Nowhere just, near. Just throwing that out. There. The only thing that you can say in that is even remotely pos- positive about Hagazi is that since week six, Hagazi has been part of three clean sheets. <laughs> Let's move to the 20th and final Let's club. Let's get out of here. Swansea City. They earned four out of a possible 12 points, partially because they have a new manager as well, Carlos Carvajal, and they got a win in his first match over Watford. Jordan Ayew put in two of the three goals they scored during these four matches. Ding, 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 ding. Mystery man. You found my mystery man. Wow. He is $5. And just look through the list. Look how many minutes he's played. What's funny, though, is Tammy Abraham was the guy I owned as my third forward through most of the first half of the season. Yeah, and like he, a lot of people. He fell off. Yep. I went to Dominic Calvert-Lewin when he was playing every match early in Sam Allardyce's tenure for Everton. Yep. Now DCL is kind of yeah. iffy as an own. I wouldn't own him. You recommend going back to Swansea and Jordan Ayew. Listen, I'm not saying you're, you're – obviously you're not counting on anything big from him. But but he scored two goals. Here, look at look at the minutes. 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 80, 78, 45, 83, 83, 72, 34, 90, 16, 24, 90, 90, 90. But yeah. the key, the that's key. a lot but Brian, of minutes. Brian, the key is those last two 90s because that's with the new manager. Yeah, the guy currently picking the lineup. He's played ninety minutes in both of those. He scored a seven against Watford when he scored a goal, and then a two against Tottenham. You counting on Wilfred Boney? No, staying no. healthy, hell, being out there. Hell no. We've got to see Ollie McBurney. We yeah. got to see yeah. McBurney. Okay, can I talk about him for a second? Just for a second. <laughs> His, no, <laughs> just for a second. Listen, no shin guard having yeah. Ollie yeah. McBurney. When when Tom Davies did that for for Everton, it looked cool. When Ollie McBurney does it for Swansea, he looks like he's in the wrong place. Like he he doesn't belong. Like he looks like they pulled him from row seventeen. And said, "Here, we don't have time for you to put on shin guards, but just, just here's the kit. Go." Uh, he doesn't look like he belongs out there, and, and I, he get he does. I mean, he he's fine. Okay, I'm not. He's fine. Sure, but he just looks wrong. He does. I've talked about my eye test in the yeah, past. He does not. My pass eye, the test eye test works about eighty five percent of the time. Sure. Yeah, he doesn't pass. Yeah, the sure, test. sure, fair enough. Like I just think. Jordan, Jordan I use playing. Right, no, I'm listening, man. I'm listening. Jordan I got to sell DCL. Playing. He's playing alongside. It's, it's 5.0. This, it's not it, it, like up to this point in the season, it's not an either or IU and Abraham or IU and Boney. He's been out there with kind of whoever. Yep. I'm not. I mean. It's true. It's true. You want to make up can, some money? If they can benefit from Carvajal being their manager now, I mean. I don't know how well he's going to do, but hey. If you needed money to go from Jamie Vardy to Aguero or something, or Rooney to Aguero, you can get it. Sell your third striker 
Yeah. Get Jordan Ayu. Yeah. And make make him your bench forward. Yeah. That just yeah. sits there. Well, and maybe you get a the, whenever you need whenever you're playing your bench boost, you no, hope that he starts. No, no, you're right. Listen, Jordan Ayu's talented. I think he's going to continue to play for Swansea. I just want to point out, Dave, that at the start of the year, we had a bet going that Andre Ayu would be quote unquote great for West Ham. Yeah. Uh, now we didn't. That's a terrible bet because it's not a definable bet yeah, really at all. But yeah. I think we can say he has not been great for West Ham. Oh, and no. at this point, I'd say that Jordan is probably the better IU right now that's, for his club. That's painful. Sometimes you're right and wrong. I think you are definitely winning this currently. Yeah. You cannot yeah. own anyone else other than maybe a defender. Stop it. Alfie Moss is and getting sold. But Alfie Moss is getting sold. Lucas fast. Fabianski. I'm sorry, you're very good, and you're on a. a He's still my in, backup goalkeeper because he gets trash, lots of saves. Hey, trash I game. wanted to bring this up, and again, Scott, you'll love, you'll hate this. Brian, you will love this. Yeah, great. Tom Carroll is not going to be lighting up any fantasy scoring sheet. No, but at a four point three, this kid plays every single match. Yep. And gets you twos and threes, okay? I Again, have, I owned Tom Kel- Tom Carroll. Tom Carroll, look, I have Loftus-Cheek, and I and he hasn't been playing. I would like to fill that fifth dis- defender spot with someone. Tom Carroll will be the guy that I will, not this week because I've already done my transfers this week. Next week, assuming no injuries, that is who I will go to because at a 4.3 to find anyone that plays in the midfield at a 4.3 consistently, that is a steal Tom Carroll on Swansea is worth owning because you can spend that money somewhere else. I had Tom Carroll to start the season and sold him before his form dipped even worse than it had, and then he now dropped down to 4.3. Yeah. Uh, Tom Carroll and Loftus-Cheek were two of the early really season. popular, yeah, yeah sure. like the fifth guy that you don't spend any money on who still play. Yep. So I hear you. Yep. That's it. I know Scott hates it. Brian, you'll love it. That's all I got. <laughs> Scott just hates that you try to find nobodies to yeah. to ride the pine. That's it. I like pine riders. Your memorable contributions to our podcast this week have been four point something players. That's, <laughs> yeah. That's cool. Hey, we, listen, we need those two. When you, when we need those two. Someone's going to be thankful because they're going to be doing their wild card, using it this week, and they're going to be like, holy crap, Tom Carroll plays every week. I can put that money somewhere else. Thank you, Fantasy Soccer FC Podcast. Someone out there is going to be grateful. We're done, Dave. That's it. Hey, listen, for the Fantasy Soccer FC Podcast, until next time.